Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of KidsViews.com. I am here in the studio today with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Which Hello. is really fitting because she just got back from Disney World, so she I gets did. her little fairy tale name with her. <laughs> and Andrea Smith, technology journalist guru extraordinaire, who's in purple, of course, today. Of course. Um, we have two topics. First of all, we're I really have a candy hangover. This is, <laughs> we are recording this the day after Halloween. Um, we are going to talk about, we couldn't kind of resist. There was so much insanity on Facebook around Halloween. Um, so we thought we would do a very short first topic on Halloween manners for kids and adults. Yeah. And Amy's going to describe a little bit of the magic that is Halloween at Disney World. Oh, okay. she just got back. But before I do that, yeah, I had to bring you guys this. Look what my daughter, <gasps> Charleston, Charleston Chew. My daughter got a Charleston <gasps> Chew when she was trick-or-treating last night. And I was like, you have to let me bring that in. There was only one, so you guys have to fight over no it. fight. And, I mentioned it last week. And then, yeah, oh, you, you were the I one who, totally okay. totally mentioned it. Thank All you. yours. <laughs> and then I threw in that other thing that also seemed kind well, of retro. Oh, the and peanut chew. Oh, peanut chew, yeah. Okay. We didn't get any of that. I'll take the peanut chew. Oh, awesome. So we're going to talk about that. And I guess tough. we're going to talk about candy, obviously. Yeah. Thank you, Fiona. Um, <laughs> and then our second topic today is uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics came out with new screen time recommendations. We're actually going to talk a little bit about what those recommendations are, but also a Huffington Post article in reaction to those recommendations. Yeah. Um, which are always interesting. And then we will have our bites of the week. So let's jump right in to talk about Halloween, even though... It's maybe a distant memory <laughs> when everyone's <laughs> listening to this, um, but hopefully your candy lives on. Our Halloween yeah, those candy of us ma- who don't do long time. well, the, those people who do like that donate thing, their candy's probably gone. But no, we keep ours. We so eat it. So there are different. There's some articles out there on how to get rid of your Halloween yeah. candy. There's the donating which, to which the I soldiers. I don't get. I don't understand the concept. <laughs> I just always imagine all these soldiers like in Iraq and Afghanistan getting all like of mounds getting candy. of candy, which much <laughs> mounds must, of mounds. But yeah, must be fun, but like must be late. It's it's funny because there were a lot of posts on my Facebook feed this morning about, um, you know, where can I donate all this candy? We didn't have enough trick-or-treaters. To me. So I'll just, Give it yeah, to I was going to say, minus the Charleston Chews and the Gold, Goldenberg peanuts. Or so Gold- ours- I've never even heard of that. Oh, but Or really some people do that switch-witch thing yes. where, switch like, I guess they're, they, they, the kids put the candy out at night and then in, it, the candy disappears and they get a toy? Yeah, they replace it. That's so wrong. Like the switch-witch. We do... Um, three Ziploc bags so one is <laughs> one is goes to school with one daughter one goes to school with the other <laughs> daughter and the third one is in my refrigerator it's all the candy because I think the best candy is candy that can be refrigerated or frozen exactly. so almond joys yep. mounds M&M's Kit Kats Snickers I used frozen to take, Milky Way I used frozen to take Milky it all laser. to work oh. and I'm, let me tell you anything that we ever had left over I took into a new you know you go to a newsroom with like oh, tons yeah. of people have been up since two in the morning gone in 60 seconds (laughs) yeah it's definitely there was always a point where I threw away the rest of the Halloween candy I would say we would hit like December and anything that was still in there you still had candy in December we did we would I don't know my daughters were always a lot more excited to 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 trick or treat (laughs) my husband will go through I actually made my husband go buy more candy yesterday because I didn't realize I knew he had been eating the Halloween candy 
but I didn't realize how much until <laughs> I went to go put it in a bowl. And I had half a bag of Hershey's miniatures left and half a bag of mini oh Kit God. Kats. And I was like, are you kidding? And I called him at work. I'm like, you better stop at Dwayne Reed on your way I home. thought you were going to say you didn't realize it until you saw him walk by and you saw his belly. Well, that's, a whole, that's a whole other story. Well, but it was I, like, you can't eat all the Halloween candy and not replace it before Halloween. Well, I was going to, to be out of town for six days getting back on Halloween. So I bought all the candy before I left and then I had to hide it in my house where my family wouldn't find it and amazingly they did not find it. Oh, mine was Don't hidden. say where the spot no, no. was. No, no, no. Mine was hidden. The mistake is I told my husband it was hidden. No. So I shouldn't have done that. That's, see, I was smart. I didn't even tell them that I had prepared anything. My husband actually thought that I had forgotten to buy candy so they didn't even know to look or they would have torn the house yeah, apart. of course. All right, so Amy, you came back from Disney World. Yeah. And I don't think people really think of Disney World for Halloween and don't realize how amazing it is. Like, they know at Christmas it's so incredible. But So do you actually go trick-or-treating at Disney World? Here's what happens. Like, do you trick-or-treat Italy? (laughs) No, no, no. No, no, no. It's it's in the Magic Kingdom. And um, what happens is you have to buy a ticket ahead of time. It, It almost always sells out. And the tickets are not cheap. The adult ticket, you know, varies a little bit by age and by what night you go. Is it an addition to your park entrance? It includes park admission. Okay. Um, And I believe, I'm not positive about this part, I believe you can actually get in to the park at 4 o'clock on that ticket, but the actual trick-or-treating and stuff doesn't happen until 7. If you have a park hopper, is it included, or you have to buy an additional ticket? It is completely separate, and they actually won't even accept park hoppers like past seven o'clock oh wow um so you buy this ticket and my ticket was 91 dollars. but i want i had never seen it decked out for halloween i'd never experienced this so i decided to go and you know i was there for a conference so a bunch of my friends were there and going um so you go in and everything i mean everything is decorated for halloween and this doesn't happen every night so like they're doing this decorating every day i don't understand how they do it so you go in and they give you a little a little bag and everybody gets a bag. There is no shame in being an adult. Like you've paid your ticket, everybody gets a bag. And you go to these trick or treat stations. They're like giant, um, like big blow up orange things that say treats. And at the first one, they give you a baggie full of full size candy bars. And then at all of the other ones, they're mini size candy bars. But you've got these adult cast members reaching their hands in and grabbing as much as they can and throwing it into your bag. Oh my god. So I only went to like six or seven stations right. and my bag How much was can you bulging. <laughs> and well, you know, I mean in my brain it was like I have to get ninety one dollars worth of candy, which there just isn't a bag big enough. Um, but the whole thing is sponsored by M M&M M Mars, so it's all M M&M M Mars candy, which I love. And um I actually saw a woman, one of the cast members, wheeling out boxes of candy at one of the stations. So I stopped her and I said, "Um, how much of this do you go through in a night? And she said that each box is 30 pounds. And at her particular station, they usually go through about 105 a night. Oh, my God. At one station? 105 boxes of 30 pounds of chocolate at one station each night. I want to figure out how much this is total, but I don't know how many stations there are. So I'm going to research that and see if I can come up with a number. Is this only on Halloween? No, no, no. It's like the month leading up on certain nights. I think during the six nights I was there, there would have been three opportunities to go. Um, And then I'm assuming it ends with the one on Halloween. I don't think they do it after that. And is it Well, the candy's half off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Most people were dressed up, yes. Some, you can tell, go all out and do, like, really elaborate costumes. I had a costume with me for a costume party that I was going to two nights later. I did not want to wear it around the park. Right, it was hot, it was heavy. It involved a lot of makeup and hair stuff, and I didn't want to do that twice. Um, So I kind of recycled a costume that I had from last year. But um, most people are in costume, and some of them were incredible. My favorite one was actually a woman who was in a wheelchair, and they had decked out the wheelchair to be the pumpkin carriage from Cinderella, and she was dressed as Cinderella. It was so well done. the rides open? All the rides are open, and do they like throw candy at you as the Ferris wheel <laughs> goes around? Is the haunted mansion just totally insane? The haunted mansion. I mean, it's already creepy anyway. Yeah. But the people who work there are actually wearing more makeup and stuff to look even creepier. So yeah, we definitely went on the haunted mansion ride, and my costume was actually from the haunted mansion. So I had to go through and see it before the <laughs> before the costume party to get inspired. That's awesome. It was great. That's I would so highly re- if, if you can swing it. I mean, it's not cheap, but if if you're going to be down there when it's happening, I would highly, highly recommend I it. I think it's a fun thing for like, how are the lines in general other than that? Like, do you feel like it was a really long wait for things? No, no, no. I think that that I, I, I mean, I'm just guessing here, but I, it felt like there were fewer people there than usual. So, like all the rides we wanted to go on, you know, we didn't have a problem. So I, I think that's also that's disappointing for people who don't do that, like who don't want to spend the extra money or right. can't. Because if they're planning a trip, they can't stay late at the park because the park is off limits to right. them. Right. So that, you have to think about yeah, that. Yeah, so you right. want to go to Epcot yeah. or Animal Kingdom. Yeah, you, you go to a different park that day. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, it was perfect because I was at a conference, so I wasn't hitting the parks until late anyway, so it worked right. out really well. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a fun thing that's for people fun. to consider yeah. for Disney World. Why don't World. we go next year, all of us? Oh my God, we should totally go. <laughs> I would go again. It was so uh, much Amy, fun. Amy'd go tomorrow. Amy could that's live true. there. I could. Um, All right, so let's talk a little bit about Halloween manners, which doesn't seem to be an issue at Disney World. But there were so many people on Facebook either talking about how greedy and, like, gross kids were, how they would take, you know, tons of candy and instead of taking water to... Or the whole bowl. The whole bowl. um, Or how the adults would grab candy, which is... I'm sorry. That's weird. uh, And I mean... That was me. I was actually talking about that, about adults. Uh, I'm sure I wasn't the only one. And it's such a tough thing because, I mean, there's no way to get into this conversation without, like, mentioning race and privilege. My neighborhood is, like, a gentrifying neighborhood with tons of people giving out candy. And people drive in from other neighborhoods where these are neighborhoods you do not want to walk around in after dark knocking on people's doors. So you can't trick or treat in your own neighborhood. So they come to ours, which is fine. I am more than happy to supply candy to as many children as I can. I get a little bit... I don't know what the word is. It's not angry, but I get a little weirded out by the number of adults yeah, no, who want candy. Weird. And are they dressed up? They're not dressed up. Yeah, it's just and weird. they just yeah. they take I mean, candy go through with your the kids. kids' candy afterwards. Right. So that that's how yeah. I feel. But then I'm I'm looking back at just a few days ago when I was getting giddy at getting at candy World. at Disney World, and I'm thinking to myself, yes, but I paid for the privilege. There you go. I can pay for the privilege to do things like that. So yeah. I just need to but shut up and buy extra candy for these adults who well, obviously want it. Well, but maybe if they it. even like, I could see people with young kids. You, you know, like up. a lot of whole families dressed up. You know that I that if I saw pictures up, of. If you're dressed up, you're entitled to if candy. If you're dressed up, and <laughs> that's you're, my rule. I, I think so. If, you if your whole up, family's you dressed candy. up and your princess Leia or whatever. Yes. You get candy, but if you're just kind of chaperoning the kids, right, and yeah. you're just reaching into afterwards. the candy bowl, like that's just weird. Yeah, I, I I don't know what to say. Like I feel like 
I feel like on a like out of principle, I should be offended that they're taking the candy that is meant for the children. And our neighborhood goes through a lot of candy. We, I didn't buy anywhere near enough this year, and we ran out at seven o five p.m. Wow. Um, so on the one hand, I'm like, but you're taking candy from children. Right. On the other hand, how much I just, candy do people need? I just need to buy more candy. You know, right. if if I know that this is going to be an issue, I mean, I think about all the other stupid things that I spend money on. I just need to buy more candy. I feel like I would candy. put a sign up that says no costume, no candy. Well, <laughs> I think what I am going to start doing, I've always let the kids reach in and pick two of their own. Or if they're like the big bars, one of their own. Right. I, I think next year I'm going to have to start handing you them out myself. Out. Because there were too many times when I was having to tell kids to put some back. Like right. if I've clearly said you can take two and you take four, then I have to be the bad guy. And it just makes me feel like a jerk. No, so awful. that's what a lot of my feed I mean even this was amazing there were so many things but one person even wrote this morning you know so disappointed with all the unfortunate reports on this site regarding kids today during trick-or-treating are manners not taught at home and I think what happened was a lot of kids I mean I always taught my son you know you take one or two or whatever they say and I always would do the same thing take two or I would distribute it but the kids who grab a Mm -hmm. whole fistful and pour it in their bag you know, somebody should tell them that that's not cool. But there were all kinds of stories about people not only getting the whole bag of candy taken, because, you know, in our neighborhood, you used to leave it out if you went out with your that's kids. You want to leave. Building. Yeah. One woman said, Yeah, the stainless steel bowl that my mother got me, it's you know, cannot too. be replaced. <laughs> oh that's God. gone. Hello, parents. If you have an extra stainless steel bowl or if you right. see it in someone's garbage, oh my God. please right. return but it to me. But she was assuming me. a kid took it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so disappointed. I mean, so many. Um, and of course, everyone said, oh, my God, you know, a little of the kids got rowdy. But some people said, oh, maybe they were out of towners like our kids would never do uh, that, that's so which gross. is so wrong, you know, because, yeah, your kids do do that. Yeah. Yeah. I also just think like at the end of the day, kind of to your point, Amy, like it's candy. Like everyone's asking, like, you know, this is what they're coming to your door for. Mm-hmm. Candy. Should they take only one or two pieces? Sure. Are they going to end up with way more candy than they're ever going to eat by the end of the day? Mm-hmm. And probably a lot of it will get thrown out or just whatever happens to it. There is something so gluttonous about how it's become. When I mm-hmm. grew up in Brooklyn, and it's probably like how it is in your neighborhood, Amy, like everyone had trick-or-treating, but you had to go house to house. Right. Now, because we live in Manhattan, my daughters go to a friend's building where there's 46 apartments and they just start going, they start at the top floor and they just keep walking down the stairs wow. and the amount of candy that is gotten for very little effort. Without even going outside. Right, you don't even have to walk up stoops, you don't have to do anything. Is It starts to feel like what is the point of doing this other than just to accumulate a massive amount of candy? Right. Like where's the fun in like seeing each other's costumes and sort of being outside as a neighborhood yep. and because um, I love know, my neighborhood on yeah, Halloween. Yeah, it's so much fun. Like, to me, that's, like, just give the damn kids the candy because it's almost besides, it should be besides the point. It should be about out being out, trick-or-treating, being right. having fun in your neighborhood. With your whether friends or your Other family. people are coming from other neighborhoods. Like, yes, enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's what it should be about. It shouldn't be about this just, like, mass. And that's all I saw afterwards was everyone's pictures of all their kids' candy. and Because it is, seems crazy. But... It all just ends up being about this accumulation of candy. Yeah, so one of my friends posted a picture of, like, their child had, I guess a lot of kids do this, lined up all their candy, like, put it all, like, all the Kit Kat bars right. and all the Twix oh, bars my, and yeah. lined it all oh, up yeah. and counted it. 
Yeah, well, and my, the, but it's kind of like the parents going, "Look, look at the hall of candy." Yeah. Well, no, um, my my daughter and her best friend went trick or treating last night. My son, for the first time, didn't go. He just I, he one he of had my been, daughters didn't go. He either. had been planning on going, and then when it was time, he was like, "Eh, too much work." Yeah, <laughs> I think I ruin it because I buy a lot of chocolate anyway. He doesn't have to work for it. Um, but so when my daughter and and her friend got back, they divided everything up on the floor so that they could trade. Like, that's oh, why yeah. they do it, because you have to have it organized in order to trade. It's uh, not like a show-off true. thing. That's yeah. right. I do it so I can get all the Almond Joys, and then I can give them the other crap for it. <laughs> <laughs> just cool. Well, go through all and right. look for mine. Well, but then, <laughs> then on the other end of the spectrum, several of my friends posted about how they left for hours. They left candy outside with a sign saying, you know, take one or take two. And they got back hours later, and it was all still there because nobody trick-or-treats in their neighborhood. And a couple Aww. of them blamed this, this trend of of trunk or treating yeah. where everybody meets in a parking lot they decorate their trunks and go car to car which I, I don't even know what to say that I've is never heard of so that people wrong. do it but they do it what? because it's part of like the hysteria of your kids aren't safe trick or treating mm-hmm. <sighs> so and you might be ringing a pedophile's doorbell mm-hmm. so that's what it's so now people can make this more insular trick-or-treating experience where they're curating exactly who's going to be there yeah. and who your kids are going to encounter and right you might as well just all just give each other five bucks yeah. and go to the store and buy go candy. buy the candy they like <laughs> yeah. oh all right well that's our take on halloween <laughs> let us know how your halloween was and what your neighborhood does and uh, if you encountered some terrible manners out there for kids and i'm going to start saving right now for the giant haul of chocolate that i'm going to buy next year so that yes. everybody can take some and i will never run go. out there you go you can make them sing for it or something. <laughs> but you have a costume. At least put some ears on, like something. Something, yeah. something. something if you want. Some Minnie Mouse ears. All right, we'll be right back with the new screen time recommendations from the American Academy of Pediatrics. So interesting and exciting. We'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So you guys know we love a deal, especially when it's real cash back. And right now we're saving every time we shop on groceries, clothes, beer. I haven't done the beer thing. I haven't done beer and wine. (laughs) Now I'm interested. Beer and wine, restaurants and more. Things that I'm buying anyway we I can get real cash back. So I should say I've been using this for delivery.com way too much. I've been ordering in dinner way too much. Um, so it's it works beautifully. And I'm going to let you in on my secret. It's Ibotta. I-B-O-T-T-A. Here's how it works. If you don't already have Ibotta, download the app now to your phone. It's free. It's I-B-O-T-T-A. Just do a little search for it. Unlock your rebates on Ibotta, shop as usual, verify, and get real cash. It's the hottest app, so easy to use. Plus, with Ibotta, you can get real cash back on your favorite apps, like Groupon. I actually just did this. I just bought a Groupon for a bunch of um, blowouts in my neighborhood salon, Ooh. I was telling Andrea. And I used Ibotta, so then I got money back. Oh. So it was not just oh, discounted. Oh, that. Oh, it was great, because it launches the app right from within Ibotta. Then it'll launch your Groupon app, or it'll launch Oh, I already iTunes. bought the Groupon. Oh no! You gotta do gotta do it before uh, you buy, and delivery.com. So that's what I do. It launches the Delivery.com app, and I order dinner. <laughs> so it also works on iTunes and more. So grab your phone and download Ibotta right now, free from the App Store. I B O T T A, and enter in Parent as your referral code and get ten dollars just for trying it. Ten bucks. Download Ibotta today. That's I B O T T A, and enter code Parent when you register for your ten dollars for cash back every time you shop. You've got a Ibotta. All right, check it out. Let us know what you saved money on. And 
seriously, enter code parent. You get like ten dollars. I don't they're just handing you money. <laughs> and then you can go buy more candy if you didn't get the candy you liked at Halloween. <laughs> You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Um, so we are back. Topic two. This really went around last week in a big way on Facebook, and then I think like nobody ever listens to it. Um, But we thought we would tackle it because when the American Academy of Pediatrics comes out with new screen time recommendations, which I feel like they do every couple years, they're usually incredibly non-practical for parents. And I actually thought... I feel like they're not realistic. They're not realistic. They're really not. And I... So they said now there's they got rid of this nonsensical two hour a day screen time maximum for older kids. It was quoted forever because I think they just gave up. Um, They acknowledge that screens are often integrated into our lives in ways that are productive rather than harmful. So a lot of their previous screen time recommendations were based on TV. Like they saw a tablet. They saw everything as equivalent to just passive TV. And they weren't acknowledging that there were different ways that people are using screens. But according to this article in the Huffington Post, he feels that they're providing still biased one-sided coverage of many issues related to media effects, and they continue to rely on authors with potential conflicts of interest, which is also interesting and is like in the fine print that no one's reading. Everyone grabs the headline that says, oh, now they say your child should watch TV, you should watch screen time, and even your 18-month-old should have an hour a day of screen time. You know, it's, it's all... And they're saying that they just completely ignore a lot of research that's come out, a yes. lot of really good scientific studies that come out that they just choose, based on their certain slant, to ignore. And right. that they were also basing it on studies that have been debunked, yeah. and they don't mention that they were debunked, right. even though they were basing them on basing their recommendations on those for many, many, many years. So one of the things they did was basically they kind of got rid of the recommendations for older kids. And said, just be smart and balance screen time with other activities and make sure your kids are getting sleep and exercise. They sort of gave up on the, like, two hours a day. But for younger kids, and let's be honest, this probably is where the issues are, is in developing kids developing social skills or not. Um, So this is where the time limits persist. They recommend avoiding screens prior to 18 months altogether. So... That still just doesn't seem realistic. See, to me, that seems totally realistic. I feel like an 18-month-old is so little. Like, if you think about the fact that your kid doesn't walk until around a year, maybe like, it does seem to me that you should be able to at least severely limit screen time. But when you're talking about screen time, are you talking, I mean, and here I think is a problem for many parents. I mean, because I see many parents with, 12 months old, 14 months old, 16, sitting and watching a TV show together. You know, even if the, the kid can't walk and they're watching it together, that's screen time. Yeah, but I see very few people doing it together. So yeah. here's where I think the problem is. I think they're, and then they're saying one hour of screen time up until age five. I think in an ideal world, a parent sits with a child on their lap and they have the tablet on and they're watching YouTube, they're watching PBS Kids, they're watching stuff together. I know how I used the screen when my children were that age. They were in the bouncy seat, plug, strapped in, and I had baby Mozart on because mm-hmm. I needed uh-huh. 25 minutes to yeah. take a shower, take a shower, or pump, cook or dinner. cook dinner. Yeah. And they were like happily entertained, and I knew they were safe. Now I used to do the same thing in their crib with the mobile when they were little. I would just wind up the little baby Mozart mobile, and they would stare at that thing and giggle their butts off, and <laughs> it was great. But 
do I think I was like a great parent for doing that? Like, no, <laughs> it was not. It no, was a babysitter, I, and I knew they were safe, and I could see them, and like yeah. they they cracked up and thought it was funny what they were watching. Right. Although I have to say, you know, finding out that perhaps all of the detrimental things that I assumed were happening anyway while I was doing that might not have been happening. That makes me feel a little better and makes me a little bit mad at the at, at the association. Right. I mean, I think. What's interesting about this is that the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics, one of the things this article talks about is they're trying to stay relevant. (laughs) So they're trying to put out these guidelines and recommendations so that they can put out a press release so that it seems relevant, and most parents are going to ignore it, right? Mm -hmm. 99% of parents, I mean, I had a parent, I remember my girls were in preschool who was like, oh, my kids don't watch any TV. My kids never watch TV. And I was like, wow, your kid seems to know Arthur and mm-hmm. oh, Dora, because oh, oh, they watch it on the computer. Yeah, because like, that's so different. What are you talking about? Like in her mind, because at but that time that all these recommendations parents, were about TV, mm-hmm. right, right? Right. They weren't even. Thinking but I mean, about even I see that. people in grocery stores, and I'm always scared for the iPhone when it, when a parent gives a, a toddler in a grocery carriage a phone to yeah. hang on to to amuse themselves while they're grocery shopping. And I'm always scared the kid's going to just boing it on the floor. Yeah, I'm against that, not because of the screen time, but because of my love of electronic devices. Like, don't put your phone at risk like that. Yeah, it it is interesting. One of the things they say is that the AEP relies very heavily on people and reports that are all about harm. Mm -hmm. That is what their bias is towards. And what I think is so funny about this is, I wonder how many pediatricians follow this guideline. Like, I would love to right. know if How many say, oh, well, right. American Academy you're of Pediatrics says. You're telling me if you're a two-person working family and you're a pediatrician and you come home and you're, that you're not giving your kids ever a phone or a tablet to watch whatever, you know, to watch some show. Well, especially because you're doing it. You know, right. you're using your phone and they see that and they want to do. You know, that's why there used to be toy phones for right. kids you know they want to do what their parents are doing oh my god so this is a total aside but i'm walking through uh was it the entrance to the haunted mansion i think it was in disney world and a little girl looked up at the phone on the wall and said mommy what's that and oh. the like, well that's what we used to use before cell phones sweetie and she was like well why is it on the wall and mom's like well because you can't take it with you and this girl just did not understand it was hilarious to watch like this wow the mom trying to explain it and the little girl just not getting yeah, it my but my niece didn't know what a cassette tape was when yeah. we watched the breakfast club together she's like what's that i'm like that's a cassette but <laughs> but i think that be, because you know my kids were I, we've kind of straddled the the tech part of this with, with the age of my kids and yours too. Like when they were young, putting a cell phone in their hand wasn't an option. Like it just hadn't happened yet. And I do wonder if I would have done that. Like I don't like it when I see it now, but would I have resorted to that just like I resorted to putting them in front of baby Einstein? It's I really totally would have. I would have done it. I'm sure. I'm sure I would have. I mean, I'm sure I would have. I don't know if a phone, but definitely a tablet. So I'm sure we would have had a family tablet. Yeah. That they, I mean, look, my girls had a Leapster, which was sort of the precursor mm. to a handheld device, and it had a cartridge and whatever. But they loved their Leap. I'm sorry, potty trained them. They that was were only always... allowed to use it on the potty. They were. I'm not. No joke. My daughters <laughs> were potty trained in two days. They never so had the an Leapster. It was, <laughs> and that's why when they had that potty at was it CES with the iPad. Oh yeah. yeah. I was like that's the most horrible thing ever. I'm like, brilliant. Your kid will be potty yeah, trained yeah. in one day. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, if the only place they can, the problem was you couldn't get them off the potty because <laughs> they're like in the middle of a I'm game. I'm not done, right, Mom. They all end up with hemorrhoids. But I, 
you know, there's no doubt. I watched, so this is what I think about a lot. I watched an ungodly amount of TV growing up. Oh, me too. My TV was always on in my house. My mom started with the Today Show in the morning. I think the TV was on all day long. When I came home from school, after, but I would go and hang out with my friends. But I'm even with my friends. I said to my daughters the other day, I used to go to my friend's house and we would watch General Hospital <laughs> and Oprah after school. <laughs> like we did that all the time. Yeah. And then I would go home. I did my homework in front of the TV. And we had no TV to watch, right? Like you watched whatever was on. Mm-hmm. And right, there weren't the options, and it went off no. the air at a certain time. It went well. It wasn't up that late. It was like, time. but I remember snow. when those color bars, yeah. the color bars came out. But seriously, like I probably saw so many old movies because that's all that was on. Mm-hmm. Like you watched mm-hmm. whatever was on. It wasn't like it was there were no quality choices. kids TV. It was Sesame Street and Electric Company, and then that was Mr. over. Rogers. Right. Mr. That's Rogers. It. Um, Zoom, we had Zoom in New York, but like that was it. You, you didn't have you had Saturday morning cartoons, mm-hmm. right? I, I mean, so and now there's the Cartoon Network. I, I mean, Saturday morning was the only time I, you could watch. Cartoons. I think Johnny yeah. Quest was on when I got home from school. That was it. Like I had Mighty you, Mouse, yeah, I had Mighty Mouse was on when I was younger, and Wonder Woman. I mean, I watched so much. I watched Charlie's Angels. Like I watched totally inappropriate mm-hmm. TV. But when oh, I look yeah. at it now, I'm like, what is that? oh, that Charlie's was... Angels, Sunny and Cher, right. Wonder oh, Woman, Sunny and, Cher. and that's what we Little played. House. And then we'd be, but I would Little be outside. House. I will say with my friends until dark. Like we would, we would play Charlie's Angels. We would mm-hmm. play Wonder Woman. Right? Like we would be outside running around. Which angel were you? Um, I was always Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jacqueline Smith. <laughs> Always Kelly. Um, but I do think that there is there is a difference because I definitely wasn't watching TV at a year. Like there yeah. was no. I'm, well, it was probably on, but it was you, on. you weren't set in front I of it. I wasn't set in front of it or with it in my hand yeah. geared towards me. I definitely watched Sesame Street probably starting at like two. But again, that was on for an hour. And I don't know if I plunked down. I will say my cousin, this is actually really sweet. So my cousin loved Mr. Rogers. My mom knit him a little cardigan robe, <gasps> oh, and he would put it on every day. Oh, so cute! And he'd go and watch Mr. Rogers. I, and I mean, I, I it had was a, important to him. I had it bad for Mr. Rogers. My story is not so sweet, so I couldn't tell time. So I would sit there waiting for Mr. Rogers, and I would like just myself by accident because I wouldn't I was afraid that it was about to be on they could say no it won't be on for 45 right. minutes but <laughs> I wouldn't know what that meant. and I would not go use the bathroom yeah I, I loved him I loved so him. much and my cousin became a child psychologist and I'm telling you probably part of the reason is because I was like his role Mr. model was oh, Mr. Rogers was so wonderful so, sweet. Love him. so I don't know that that's any different well I mean it says right in the article that um, there were other studies that show that kids who didn't have any TV before age five were actually behind their peers who did have TV so and and they didn't know if it was correlation or causation or whatever but it, it just shows that we don't know right we don't know and I, I do think you know in the 70s there was this whole burgeoning educational TV where people realized that kids were watching TV and they should produce something quality and that's where Sesame Street came from that's where Mr. Rogers came from and now I think the difference is that kids are on YouTube hmm. and they're just watching someone open eggs and seeing what's inside <laughs> them. Like it's a it's there's there's a lot of attempts to make educational programming, but because your kids can sort of go anywhere and do anything, and they can choose. There's and too much choice. Choose, there's too much choice, and you're not doing that. So I would say if you are, I just saw on um, Amazon. I was I was at an event for them, and the the way they have the whole parental control set up within Prime. 
You can now get um, PBS as a channel, like a subscription channel. If you're doing cut, if you are cord cutting and you want, right now you can get like some shows mm-hmm. on PBS with Amazon Prime. But if you want to get the whole channel and get the depth of that library, it's really cheap. It was like two ninety nine a month mm-hmm. or something. You can now get that, wow. and you can set it up. So basically, that's like what your kid. Those can are your access. kids' options. Yeah, that's nice. and to that's me, that's, that's really the smart, smart thing yeah. to do. And I will say this: my niece is three, and she loves Daniel the Tiger. And I took her to this event with my sister and <laughs> brother-in-law. And when Daniel the Tiger walked out, she like it was the biggest rock star. It was like Bruce Springsteen <laughs> entered the room. Like she could not believe that Daniel the Tiger was there, and it was so sweet to still see that. Like she, that's a real attachment for her and his show is really sweet and he teaches her really lovely things. And she just like, she drew him a picture and she's like, oh, gift. so oh. like, I don't know. It's, I would hate her to I, not have that. I think the parents just, I think the bottom line in this study is that parents can't beat themselves up. You know, I mean, I think you look at this and you yeah. take it like many studies with a grain of salt, mm-hmm. you know, and many recommendations. And you look at it and you say, what's good for me and my situation my individual child and their needs and you know you can't beat yourself up if you need that 25 minutes of downtime to cook dinner when you come home right. from work. I would just say have the balance yeah. yeah the fact that we had to have no device at dinner week that that was a week that yeah. had to be proclaimed is sad or yes. that so. common sense had to give you suggestions on how to talk to your children yeah let's let's get real yeah so I would say balance 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 keep these recommendations in mind and maybe they're, they're just, just not based on anything maybe but. they're just a reminder in the back right. of your head that less is better right less is better and face-to-face interaction is best even if you're watching something together point things out on the tablet talk to your child while they're watching something don't just plunk them with a tablet for four hours like on youtube mm. <laughs> i would say just don't do that yeah certainly not on a regular basis all right we will be right back with our bites of the week Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Okay, we are back with our Bites of the Week. Guess who's first? (laughs) Well, (laughs) mine is especially appropriate then because my Bite of the Week is called The First Podcast. And Rebecca, you got me hooked by one of your Bites a long time ago, the Bowery Boys podcast. So good. so excellent and the guys who do it they're real storytellers i mean a lot of it is scripted they put a ton of time and work into it and they tell these great histories of new york city personally i think it would be interesting even if i didn't live in new york city but i understand if other people don't want to listen to a podcast about a city they don't live in um so the new podcast from these guys who do the bowery boys is called the first podcast and it's not new york city centric Um, In fact, most of the first episode took place uh, in Chicago, where they talked about the first Ferris wheel. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so each episode is about the first of something, usually an invention and how it came about and how it affected things. And there's only been one episode released so far. I think they're going to do one every other week. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, we already know these guys' history. It's going to be quality. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, so it's you can awesome. uh, look up the first podcast on iTunes or their website is thefirstpodcast.com. Also really good for kids. Like tweens, oh, teens. Totally, yeah. totally appropriate. Nonfiction. I just read this thing that nonfiction is the number one category that kids watch on YouTube and listen to for podcasts. Nice. Which I thought was really interesting. How to all right, <laughs> Andrea. All right, so I'm back doing gadgets because um, I'm testing a lot of stuff for holiday stuff. 
at Holiday Gift Roundup. So today I've got the Tom Tom Touch Fitness Tracker, which I actually like. So you guys know that I like to have the thing where it counts your steps and your calories and right. all that kind of stuff, but also get the notifications. I really, you know, Amy, you and I both like the Microsoft Band. Mm-hmm. They've discontinued that, but um, and it was too. It's because big, I like it, of course. <laughs> I found it big. So the Tom Tom Touch is That's nice. smaller fits better on my wrist doesn't kind of get in the way when I bend my wrist Mm. if I ever get myself to the gym (laughs) (laughs) and try to do a plank it doesn't hurt my wrist Um, but what's cool about this in addition has heart rate monitoring which I like if you're in a spin class or a cardio class you can see it Um, but it also has body composition so I have a withing scale at home that I can step on I don't stay around long enough to see my body fat because it (laughs) depresses me and I don't want to start the day that way just hop off fast but this is one of the first wrist-worn devices it actually sends a little electrical pulse pulse through through your system you don't feel it at all and it will give you your body composition too so tom tom touch touch screen and of course it's off so it doesn't use up your battery but a little touch to turn it on so we'll have a picture and a link to that nice Cool. So I have an article this week from The Atlantic called How America Outlawed Adolescence. Hmm. It's such a good article and so crazy eye-opening, and it really has so much to do with race in this country. But um, 22 states have laws on the books that make it a crime to, quote-unquote, disturb school. So you can imagine the latitude that is now given to teachers and principals to just disturb school wow so these kids are being arrested i think you remember the famous there was like a infamous i should say um, video of a school security guard tackling a girl so that was part of this problem um and it's being way disproportionately applied to um african-american and hispanic students and most of these laws are in the south um but it is so broad and so insane and so there have been a lot of court cases coming up um, but it could be talking back to a teacher. That's it. And like, you could be arrested. Yeah, you can get taken out and arrested <laughs> and suspended. Um, you, there were. I mean, it's just a crazy story when you read it about how horrible these laws are, and you're trying to figure out what their intent. But the point of the article is basically they're criminalizing teens for acting like teens. Right. Right. That this, you know, and what does that do to kids and what are you doing when then all of a sudden then they have to miss school and now they're suspended or now right. they're expelled and you're just exacerbating this problem you're just completely feeding into the whole problem you're feeding into everything and yep. then you couple that with these laws around the country that are now treating a 16 year old as an adult to be tried as an adult which has happened in so many states where it's just getting younger and younger that you can be tried as an adult i mean it's so crazy and it's so completely runs against all the research we have on the teenage brain. I mean, a 16-year-old can be a high school sophomore. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, they were saying a 20-year-old, your your brain still isn't fully developed. So to be treating and then putting them in a jail with adults, with yeah. hardened criminals, like the whole thing, I highly recommend reading it and seeing if your state is one of these states and, and getting on it because it's really disgusting. There was, to go in, along with that, I didn't get to read the whole article, but my husband pointed it out this morning. There was an article about the number of students disproportionately minority students who have been arrested at school for using quote-unquote counterfeit money for paying with a real two dollar bill at the cafeteria i i could not believe it that and the expulsion rates in charter schools like there's a whole bunch of stuff going on and it's it's a lot of it is the criminal justice system is now seeping into our schools and when you think about 
what's happened in our schools that is so scary, it's not this, <laughs> right? right? Like our kids yeah. aren't doing lockdown drills because someone has their cell phone out mm-hmm. in school. So like all these things are so terrifying um, and, and just being so disproportionately um, executed and used. I mean, there's no way a, a white student in a suburban school who has their cell phone out when they're not supposed to that it would escalate yeah. to a security guard tackling them to the floor. Never. Um, right? The, at the worst case scenario, it would be confiscated till the end of class and put in a drawer. If that. <laughs> if that. So um, anyway, I highly recommend the article. It gets you thinking and, and maybe even contacting your lawmakers if this is, you are one of these states where this is insanity is happening. Um, on that note, <laughs> thanks for listening today. You can find everything we talked about today on parentingbites.com and on facebook.com slash parentingbites. On Twitter at hashtag Parenting Bites. On iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. We have some cool stuff coming up. We have a gift yes. guide episode coming up. Where we're mm-hmm. going to have lots of cool giveaways for some of our top picks for holiday. Big, big um, giveaways. And a big food episode coming up. So make sure you subscribe so you're in and all that. Because only people who are listening to our podcast are going to know how to enter all these cool giveaways. Um, and, of course, on Play.it where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. Until next week. See you next week. Happy Don't eat too much candy. (laughs) Candy right now.